Hi, everybody, and welcome to Therefore I Geek, I Think Episode 158. I'm Andrew. Did you say I think Episode 8? I did. <laughs> like, at first, I was like, he might have saying, like, you know, Therefore I, I Think something, and then all of a sudden, what? What episode are we on? Yep. Yeah. Did you Have you edited the episode that we talk about Jurassic World, where I go, all right, Andrew, tell us the episode right here? Yes. Okay. And did I? No. <laughs> so there's just, like, a long bout of time that of the episode. For... Well, so now the fun part is I delete all the silence, so basically you just like, all right, now, all right, moving on. There, there is there is no gap it's actually kind of fun all right I... also if you guys really want to try something fun listen to us at like one and a half times speed we don't sound like the fucking chipmunks but uh it's a lot more tolerable way to listen to us yeah anything that makes it faster it makes it tolerable right yeah there you go uh so today because it's been a while since dude and i have talked uh we're going to be covering some some news stories here in the last you know week and a half or so and just kind of winging it yeah let's wing it that all right so I see a wealth gushing top compared to what i was talking about on my other i don't feel like talking about about Kylie Jenner. What do you mean anymore? Why the fuck did you talk about in the first? God damn it. I know. Don't worry. It's I, I'm glad I'm not talking too Good much. Good Lord. All right. So let's talk about important things like Comcast not buying Fox. Right. At least. Yeah. As it, yeah. So as, as it's looking, it, it does appear, especially with the Department of Justice signing off on the deal, that 21st Century Fox will be purchased in large part by Disney. Big Mouse strikes again. Yeah. For something like $71.3 billion. That's a lot of bees. Yep. That, no, that is a very large amount of money. And in part, like more or, uh, Disney sweeten the deal by throwing in a lot of stock and some cash and just all around gave a better offering than Comcast did. Now, I think Comcast is really kind of more in it for some of the sports and stuff that that's going to come along with this. I also think they they probably wanted that leapfrog or that kind of uh, breach or, or beachhead in the UK. That was another thing I think they were really interested in. Yeah, although the article we're looking at from comicbook.com does go on to discuss that it looks like Comcast is still working on purchasing uh, Fox's uh, Sky Network, which is a big U- think, UK network. Yeah, which is a big deal. And and I think that's probably, if that's really what they were aiming for, if that's what they were looking for, then sure, why not? If, if basically it looks like Fox is just going to get drawn and quartered by bigger companies. Well, and that was kind of Rupert Murdoch's intention anyways, is he was going to mm-hmm. split it up into different portions and really just focus on like the live television and the news kind of stuff. Now, one of the things this article points out and I didn't even think about is that Disney buying Fox will actually give Disney access to the original unaltered Star Wars films. Right, that's the stuff we really care about. That's the stuff I care about. Right, well, I mean, you've been you've been nearly demanding that for a long time. Yes, I think before I knew that. <laughs> Possibly. Yeah, I, I remember, you remember when those special editions came out in the late 90s? Yeah. And we were all just kind of left scratching our heads going, huh? Oh, so, uh? the theatrical special editions didn't bother me. It was like all of the extra add-ons like as DVDs came out and then Blu-rays and that's where I kind of was going, What what's going, like, are we just going to change the movie every time we release it? Right, that was the other that got weird, little quirks. I, I remember seeing first uh, the, the, A New Hope in Empire Theater going, oh, okay, I don't remember Empire being as Regis as, say, the, the Han Solo head jerk and shooting first. Well, no, that was but, that was awful. Yeah, or yeah. The, the the whole Jabba the Hutt thing, but I do remember not wanting The Last Jedi in theaters, the special edition in theaters, and then seeing it on home video or home DVD and just utterly baffled by the musical <laughs> the musical number oh the change in music at the end yeah or just that that, that opening scene that not the opening scene but that, that oh god musical yeah number in the job of the hut palace going that was what that was probably the most egregious between that and the job of the hut in, in a new hope that was probably the two most egregious ones and like i can appreciate them trying to put the job of the hut scene back in but with it looking as bad as it has always i mean even still in the, the most recent releases it still looks awful 
awful. Yeah, and it's just not a good scene. Here's what kills me. Maybe you know this, because I really made no effort to find this out, but did they ever add big scene on Tatooine that we have, like, stills of, and then no. it's featured in the comic books, but they've never added? No, that's one of those things. I don't know. There's a reason for it. I don't know what it is. I could understand if maybe, like, the original negatives are destroyed or damaged and they can't fix it, but, like, that's a scene that actually makes sense, because you have this character pop in at the end of A New Hope, and we're kind of signaled that we should care about the guy, knows him, but there's just no context to it. And then he dies. Okay, well... Well, he's at least alluded to it in the beginning of the film. Right, but that's that's not, you know, not much in way in context. Like, you see him, there's no emotion connection. Right. That's what talking Like, at least, I don't know if you have those old Dark Horse comics they put out in the 90s when, I like, do. Dark Horse was just doing, doing Star Wars, and they did their adaptation of the original three films. Right. They Dark Horse, they left that scene in. That's just, I don't know, that's mine. Of all the things you effed with, these these films, there's, there better be a good reason why big... Yeah. I'm sure there is. But I, I, just, no, I, yeah, I, I actually think that's one of the few there's there's an, a legit reason for it, and I just can't remember what it is. Now, of, of those Dark Horse comics, I think my favorite were the uh, the Dark Empire and then the Crimson Empire. I remember Dark Empire. I don't I don't think I read Crimson Empire, but they were pretty. The Dark Empire was pretty sweet. Crimson Empire was the one where it followed the uh, like the lone surviving Imperial Gu- um, Royal Guardsman. Oh, okay, I did that. One. That one was kind of cool. Like the first first one was really good. The second one was okay, and they did a third one not that long ago, maybe four or five years ago. That was pretty good. Dark Empire was the one flown Denver, right? Yep. Yeah, yeah, I remember that. One. I was like. That I, I just like the art in that one too. Yeah, the art back then was. Yeah. So although the government is going to allow uh, the Disney Fox merger to go through, there is a Fox shareholder who is attempting to stop this. There's always someone who's just like stop having fun. I feel like this is kind of like the, the 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 nerd version of the the dude standing in front of the tank in Tiananmen Square. Like you just kind of right. look, you're like this is this is gonna end horribly. Like you're gonna you're gonna get run over doing? by the tank. It's not gonna, yeah, it's not gonna change anything. You're just gonna get hit by a giant tank and die. Right. You know what's funny is no one even knows the name of that dude who stood in front of the tank. He's just Tank Man. Yep. No one actually, I mean, I'm not even joking. Like, no one knows who that is. And that's probably gonna happen. I mean, although we'll at least know his name. We'll probably. Yeah, and it's interesting because he's arguing that there are, there have been some lack, lacking disclosures in the, the settlement, and that's the basis. Mm-hmm. And he's also raising concerns about Goldman Sachs and potential conflict of interest. I mean, while I think everyone who's, you know, paid attention to anything financial in the last 10 years will go ahead and raise questions about Goldman Sachs just on principle. Sure. Um, Especially because it produced uh, a governor of New Jersey at one time. So, yeah. Yeah. No, that'll that'll do it right there. There. Um, but, you know, with that, like, he, he's real vague on, like, there's conflicts of interest. Well, what are they? Cricket, cricket, cricket. Right. Okay. I, I Part of me has any suspicion that's not going to be a thing for very much longer. No, I, I feel like unless, unless they can make some kind of crazy strong argument, which I feel like between Fox and Disney, like, this should have been figured out. Yeah. I mean, the, the, the amount of money they're spending on this and the amount of money the lawyers are getting paid to make sure it happened. Right. I have a hard time with someone just effed up like that. that stuff gets checked, checked, checked. Right. And the amount of money yeah. Disney is willing to put forward on this and their amount they are going to benefit from it, there's right. no reason for them to be shady about it. Right. Why? Why? Yeah. They have so much to gain and if the, if it goes through and so much to lose if it doesn't that it, there is just no reason for them to, to, to chance it at all. I, 
Killer. Now, speaking of lawsuits, this one's kind of interesting. In the ever-continuing saga of Stan Lee, yeah. although this does seem, in, in certain ways, this seems to be starting to work itself out. Uh, a few weeks ago, Stan Lee filed a $1 billion lawsuit against POW Entertainment, and that is billion with a B. That is a Carl Sagan billion. Yep. Or as we like to call it, 171st of what Disney's going to use to buy Fox. Yep. That, that actually might be like a, a measuring uh, tool for <laughs> me now. Of, yeah, a full unit of measure. Yeah, is a is a Disney buying Fox. A Disney. It's 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 seventy billion dollars. <laughs> That's it. Seventy billion dollars, and that's referred to as a Disney. Um. So originally, Stanley filed this lawsuit, or this this lawsuit was filed on behalf of of Stan. And basically, what they're alleging, or what they were alleging, is that after Stan's wife passed away, and and kind of un, and unrelated to Pow was sold to a Chinese conglomerate of some kind, and that basically Stan was not advised of all, all of the, the transactions involved with this, and that certain individuals at POW had conspired and agreed to broker a sham deal to sell POW to a Chinese com- a company in China and fraudulently, fraudulently steal Stanley's identity, name, image, and likeness as part of a nefarious scheme to benefit financially at expense. So at least what it's alleging is kind of what we've been seeing is, you know, people taking advantage of Stanley in a moment of, of personal and turmoil so now, do you remember i don't i didn't see it in the article when exact file did it give you um, a date i gotta find it i uh, let me look because for it i didn't see date in the article and the only reason why i'm asking is it was this, this lawsuit filed when kia morgan was still acting as lee's uh kind of and i don't want to say power of attorney but basically his his it, spokesperson it was so okay um okay. stanley's lawyer filed a um temporary elderly abuse restraining order against Kia Morgan on June 13th and I'm reading from an article from the New York Daily News and it actually explicitly states basically what you asked the lawsuit against Pow was filed while Morgan was heavily involved in Lee's affairs so right, that, prior that, to that June 13th on. yeah and that, we had covered that Lawless the lawyer who when we first started talking about this at the beginning of the year was one of those people that had been pushed out and permanently pushed out of life and it looks like he found some course to get Kia Morgan pushed out like law um, yeah although kind of happened to go up against lawyer. Um, just kind of following up with the, the, the Daily News article. Uh, a judge initially granted the stay away order amid claims Morgan was isolating Lee from family and friends and making changes to the Marvel mogul's detriment. Right. At a hearing Friday, a Los Angeles judge declined to make the restraining order permanent, but dismissed it without prejudice, meaning Lee's reps can refile at a later date. Yeah. Lala said four lawyers appeared in court Friday and claimed they represented Lee. He said the various lawyers told the judge they either filed or would be filing applications for restraining orders against Morgan. Faced with... <laughs> I like that part. Those four lawyers showed up and they all don't like <laughs> Right. Faced with the lack of clarity about Lee's representation, the judge dismissed the pending restraining order but said the court was open to re- to reviewing a follow-up petition. The court specifically stated in entertaining a dismissal without prejudice that it was not ruling on the merits of our petition, Lawless told the news or the representation by other lawyers that they were actually re- that they actually represent Mr. Lee. Yeah, that sounds more like a teacher. Yeah. Now, as a side note, uh, Kia Morgan has actually uh, been arrested and uh, prosecuted for false 911 calls. No, no, you can't do that. No, no. Remember the episode there's just of... something skeevy about it. I just, there's something like there, when, I there was is. Watching those, when I was watching those Stan Lee videos first talking about this back in, when was that? March? February? Something like that, like, yeah. Yeah, it was just watching 
watching those videos, him talking and Lee and him talk, which is it was just creepy. Something was up. Yeah. No. I mean, it, it's it seems like things are finally kind of starting to come out the other end for Lee. You know, obviously there's there's still a few things here, like the four lawyer thing that needs to get worked out. Yeah. But at least it sounds like there are people who are legitimately looking out for Lee's best interests now. And that those four lawyers all don't like Kia Morgan, which right. so a good start, not a finish, good start. It is. Um. Last thing I want to kind of mention is uh, looks like Ant Man and the Wasp is having a, a rough time at the box office. Oh yeah, that did not do well. So it actually opened bigger than the original. Right, but I think also below expectation. It was, but I mean, 18 million above the original is not terrible. Um, the issue is it had a 61% drop off week yep. one to week two, so it's sitting at 133 million right now. That's rough. That's yeah, it's not good. That's that's a uh, that's a big even for superhero films. Traditionally, always have that 50 to 60% drop. That's a that's a big one for especially because those drops really occur when the movies made like 150 something million dollars but when you open with 75 i think it was yeah uh 61 cent is that's a big chunk it is now it seems to be doing okay internationally was it doing better because i heard it was not well it's, it's pulled in a little bit more foreignly than it has domestic it's pulled in 133 domestic and 150 foreign okay so it's not doing great but it's doing better no, yeah better ish at least better than it is. yeah i mean look at it. the original ant-man was like the third worst marvel film period like in terms of money mm. So in retrospect, this isn't surprising, but I think the the hope for for this film was a little bit higher, and and it's not living up yeah. to what people were hoping for, especially yeah, after the, it, the two you know juggernauts that that preceded it. Right, and also, I mean, I don't pay that much attention because uh, I don't have a television, so I, I don't really see per, like what the promotions look like on television. But it didn't feel like this. There's a real big push for this one. Like they didn't. This one was not well promoted. I saw a lot of internet ads, like a lot, but, but like far out, like really last going. In. Um, because that'll make the difference. I would probably say a month to a month and a half out. Okay, because sometimes it felt like me that this, like, they weren't talking about this until it was almost time to happen. A lot of people I talked, oh, that's coming out. Like, they didn't they didn't know. Right. Honestly, I, th- I had thought it was coming out 4th of July week, or um, like a, a week or two before 4th of July, and it came out after 4th of July. I think the bigger story here is that Skyscraper opened at number, and I've been saying this for several weeks, that we are reaching peak rock. Skyscraper is like a little too much. Probably. I saw more promotion skyscraper than i did ant-man no totally see, i didn't see that many more for i didn't see that many for skyscraper the other thing i think is like the original ant-man the marketing was very clever they had a lot of fun with like the size thing like they had like tiny billboards all around los angeles okay and then this time they they kind of did a little bit of that but like a it had lost its novelty and b they didn't do nearly as much right yeah it just so like the, the, original, the original ant-man like made news like actual news for its marketing strategy like, you know, people like, you know, like, you know, evening news stations would pick up, you know, hey, you know, it's kind of like a human interest kind of thing. Hey, take a look sure. at this cool stuff they're doing. Um, And this didn't didn't have that at all. So, yeah, I'll say this. Like, like I said, with Skyscraper, I saw billboards in my neighborhood and, and in my area driving around. I didn't see anything. I saw more trailers for Skyscraper than I did Ant-Man in front of more movies. It, it, was, it was weird. You know, I mean, it's, it's just the region. Yeah, I, I say it's weird. Like here in Virginia, there really aren't that many billboards, especially that like do things like movies. There, there's just very few of them. Yeah, yeah maybe today they, they do it for different. I still think so far the best marketing campaign recent memory was it last year. That one lights out, and that did that went a long way in that success for that. See, I don't even I don't even remember what? it. Oh yeah, it was the internet stuff. Really great. The viral marketing for that task. Just that that and the nostalgia held that be what it did. I don't know. I see as someone who's just but not a big Marvel fan. 
I don't, is there really buzz going into Ant-Man? Really excited for Ant-Man, even amongst the the kind of big fan base that always turn out for Marvel movies, didn't seem like they showed up for Ant-Man. There, there was buzz in the fact that everyone's like, oh yeah, like, oh yeah, Ant-Man was a lot of fun. This should, this should be a lot of fun, but it wasn't like, oh my God, I have to see this. Well, there you go. Yeah, that's, that's yeah. Because like nowadays that is, oh my God, I have to. Right. So yeah, I don't know where, where, what they do going forward. Well, I'm, I, I kind of talked about this. I didn't see it yet. I'm going to see it when it, you know, when I comes sure. out at like kind of the, the, the dingy theater and I could pay like nothing for it. Well, it's one of those things like, I, I talked about this kind of when I did my uh, my solo version, my solo podcast for Some Assembly Required. I think we are legitimately hitting the point where, you know, superhero films are kind of at diminishing returns. It's taken 20 Marvel films to get there, mm-hmm. but you know, you're We've not going to... saying for a long time, this is, this is eventually it has to happen. Right. And I think, I think this may be one of the turning points where, you know, you'll still have like the Black Panthers and, and whatnot, but you're not, not every film is going to do, you know, $500 million. Right. Yeah, we couldn't. But like, this is the kind of stuff we talked about with Star Wars, where, okay, had Force Wake, Rogue One, Last Jedi really well in the face of whatever the fans thought of. It. And then you had Solo just do a full frontal face. And there was some, like, at first there was hope riding on Solo, and then it really looked like Disney just phoned it in that one. Because I, I would say that Solo's marketing PR was about as lackluster as Ant-Man, where really want to kind of test the weather for these so superhero movies is if a kind of marquee name does well. Like if uh, Black Panther opened to a disappointing weekend. And that, well, disappointing would be something below 33% less than what the first, because that's usually your sequel. Your sequel uh, take is about 30 less. That's usually what it is. That's what exactly what Jurassic World, uh, I mean, Fallen Kingdom. That's where we'll, we will see. Or what some of the newer ones like like um, Captain Marvel, Marvel. So I, I would have my eyes I kind of suspect Captain, Captain Marvel is going to do well and then yeah, we'll, see. well it's, it's going to be Captain Marvel and then Avengers 4 right. and then we really have no idea what they're doing after Avengers 4 so right. that's kind of anyone's game at this point maybe maybe they'll just take it in, a, in an entirely new, new direction or you know if the Fox deal is basically done by then then they may come out and say hey you know you guys have done a lot with these characters we're going to go and do these characters now right they're going to maybe like start <laughs> back. look at my new little toys yeah i don't know I mean, it, it's fast yeah all right man so what have you been into this week oh well cup my notepad no don't oh here it is so i actually got around to catching up with a few movies that came out i saw upgrade the bloomhouse movie uh that did not do particularly well but blumhouse still you know turned a profit because sure. the budget was like five dollars <laughs> and they don't pay act. and it was actually really fun the premise kind of robocop guy gets a spinal he's a quadriject and then some creepy autistic tech hero comes in and says i have this computer chip that if i put in your spine you walk without the computer chip is a sentient AI and they work together to solve mystery. Um, and it's actually pretty cool. Respectively, and I enjoyed it. it. It it really had a risk of being hokey at the end and it, it veered away from that quite well. So I enjoyed it. I'm disappointed no one else went to see it. And then I saw a drift and I don't know why I saw a drift and I don't know why that made, but it's based on this real life story about this couple who get hit by a hurricane when they're sailing this sailboat from Tahiti to San Diego in like 1981 and they're adrift for 41 days and the spoiler is the dude was a figment of the girl's imagination the entire time there don't have the adrift yeah, yeah i died just, in this yeah i i i don't know why they made and i still don't know why i uh other than that i, I watched it i rewatched the man who shot liberty valen probably one of my favorites of all time uh if, if you haven't seen it just cast anomaly. it's done in 92 but it was done in black and white and by that point for john ford the director had already done movie color really great to see something in black and white because at the time movies were still kind 
kind of shifting between black and white and color. I, I don't know exactly when it occurred, but it occurs somewhere in the 60s where just every movie is done color, and uh, basically black and white is something that's left to art house films. But uh, Men Who Shot New Balance, uh, just, just great, just fantastic. Nice. Uh, I would recommend seeing that any any, any opportunity to get. I had it on, popped it on. And then a couple, um, the Steam sale was a couple of weeks ago while I was uh, on hiatus, so I bought a bunch of games, like cheap ones that none of them were good, but so what, they were five bucks. But the big the big catch is um, a Total War series that you and I are a fan of, put out Warhammer 2. Hmm. And uh, then they have a, they had a DLC where if you owned the first game and you owned the second game, there was a function where you can merge the two games into one giant mega map. Huh? And yeah, so like first game, you're just in the what's called the old world, where the, the kind of the humans and orcs and chaos are. Sure. And in the second game, you're in the other side of the, uh, the giant island world. High elves are, high elves, dark elves, and the lizard men and the skaven, but, but not the human map. So in this DLC, they merge the two maps. So you could play all the races all on the mega map. Interesting. And it's a lot of fun. But here's the problem. <laughs> you know, you know these, when you hit end turn, you have to cycle all the other faction turns. Sure. There's like 150 of them. Oh. <laughs> yeah. There's so many. Wolf. So it takes, it takes, it takes a little minute to kind of cycle turn. Um, so it, it incentivizes you to wipe people out. So it's short in between time. Yeah. Uh, other than that, I mean, it's a great game. I'm actually playing as the Lizardmen right now, and it's like a dinosaur army. And after watching Fallen Kingdom, it's, there's nothing I want more than like an army of T-Rexes stomping on mummies. Uh, it's just it's just fun. And then uh, I tried out, I, we, I think, I, I don't know if I mentioned last time, we picked up a game, a board game called Time of Crisis. It's about like the Roman Civil War, Civil Wars and Barbarian Invasion. I forgot what. It's in, in the third century um, common era. It was interesting. We played it twice. I think it's one of those games that are like two to four but it meant four. Right. And then I try. Oh, check this out. This is interesting. I played my first tabletop game, open table, open table, tabletop miniatures game in seven years. The last time I played a, a open table miniature game was in 2011. And it was this game called, it was a rule system called uh, Volley and Bayonet, a Napoleonic historical war game. So we were recreating the Battle of You. And there's a lot of really interesting things about the game. There's a lot of really interesting mechanics that I've been thinking about since I played it on Saturday. But problem I have with game, problem I have with every tabletop war game days, it is paralyzed boring. <laughs> it's just not fun because you're spending all your time tape measure moving these bases around the table. Like take 20 to 30 minutes to do a turn and most of that time is moving the crap on the table and it's just furiatingly boring. So I've been trying to like work out a way. I think I've come up, but I'll, I'll have to I'll have to play. But other than that, that's about it for me. Okay. I'm curious. So I was just, well, I, I was, I was thinking about this today and I wanted opinion on it because it came up for talking about Star Wars and the oh special Lord. edition. And I was, I had also, oh, I, I rewatching Jurassic Park and some of the Lord of the Rings. And as much as we love those movies, I think maybe a special edition of those films warranted not to do what Lucas did and muck the entire film up, change meaning of the movie. But we're getting point, especially after watching Falling Kingdom, where the Raptors, Jurassic Park, they, they hold up well, but not as well as they could. What, in your opinion, what would be wrong? Is there something wrong with going back to like Jurassic Park and just picking some of the hokey parts? of it and just making the rap better like that should be hard and it wouldn't really change the film it's funny you say that they use a lot of practice that but there's a couple scenes t-rex goofy and there's a couple scenes with the raptors particularly in the kitchen scene look goofy i don't see if there's anything wrong with going back and just cleaning them up it's funny you say that because i actually didn't I, I, I haven't watched jurassic park in a couple of months but i've watched it fairly recently and didn't really have any issues with it and i watched fellowship of the ring more recently and noticed some noticed some issues yeah the more it's funny because i 
was I've, this I've done this in the last couple days. There's more issues in Return of the King than there are fellow. But isn't it weird that some Terminator 2 and Jurassic Park hold up a little bit better rings? You know, everyone says how much, how well Terminator 2 holds up. I think it's one of those I think Terminator 2 is one of those things. It looks good in part because we accept it to be kind of fanciful. Like honest to god, I think the actual effects for Silver Surfer looked better. Like yeah, I, I, see, I No, I think it was actually better done. I think it's one of the things we just hey, it's a liquid metal robot. Yeah, it looks like not quite right like and and that 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 that's fine. It like we accept we just kind of accept that. I'll 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 I would have to go back to watch because I haven't seen T2 in a number of years, but I I always felt that that T1000 looked better and I will I will go back check myself cuz I I've, I've made that statement maybe 10 years ago. Right. Um and I haven't seen T2 in maybe 5 more, but I yeah, I don't know if I if I'm with you on that. But yeah, like, the, but, the, but the broader point is, do you think even if that were the case, right? Let's just say you were right that T1000 hold up very well. Would it be okay to go back fix them? It, and the other reason I brought this up is that I'm watch I'm still watching, you know, every now and again, you know, episodes of Star Trek and for the exterior space shots, they redid all of them and they look great. Are you talking the the original Star Trek? Yeah, yeah, the original. Um, I don't know that it's wrong to go back and do it. Uh, I mean, you just you you run the the George Lucas risk there though. Right, right. So that's why I put that kind of like, hey, don't change the movie's essence spirit, but just change the way it looks. Yeah, I mean, they'd have to be they'd have to be really tight on that mm-hmm. in in order in order to to make it work. And I I, I personally don't think Jurassic Park Jurassic Park needs it, but yeah, I just just that one kid just, just there's that part in the kitchen that kills. There's a part it's just really. But other than that, I was like, oh, you know what? Like, what would be the harm in doing this? Especially because I just think the T Rex like, yeah. like the movie doesn't have to be good. <laughs> anyway, go ahead. Uh, let's see here. Um, I am finally back on a normal day shift for work, which is which is kind of nice. Although getting up at 4:30 this morning was was physically painful. Ugh. Yeah, I'm trying to get trying to get back into that. Um, dude, I had training morning, and for whatever reason, I I set my when I was setting my alarm, I accidentally set the clock ahead of time. So instead of waking up at six, I woke up at five. Oh. I woke up walking around the apartment, getting ready to go walk out the door. It's still dark out. I feel like death. <laughs> and then I look at the clock on the oven. It's like 5:05. Oh, oh God. Oh God. What? And I was like, what do I do? <laughs> I was like, do I lay down? Because if I lay down, I'm not getting back up four hours. Do I just stare <laughs> at the at the at the clock for for an hour? So I just reset my I reset the alarm on the on the on the on the buzzer and I just went back. Yeah, I've done that before. Like it's been a while since I've done that, but I just, I'll I'll go back to sleep. Like if I depending on how like far along I am, I've I've like gone back to sleep on the couch for 45 minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, let's see. I started rewatching The Wire a couple nights ago because I realized mm-hmm. it's on Amazon Prime and I realized I only made it like halfway through the first season. It's like that's a really good show. Should yeah. like like start that over again. So I've been doing that. Um, you know, it's funny on that topic. I own the eighth season of Entourage and never watched. Yeah, you were like seven. Yeah, I was like you were really disappointed like with the end of seven. Right. It wasn't great. I wouldn't say we'd go that far, but it was like okay, it was not as bad as said it. Yeah. Really, what it was. It's just it wasn't so. It was I was more disappointed in what I read about eight. I went, man, I don't want to watch it. Well, because the beginning of Entourage is so great. Those first six seasons are genius. The seventh, not as bad as say it. But the eighth, I just read the synopsis. Of, oh hell no, no. Oh, uh, let's see what else I'm doing. I've been watching stuff, but like like random stuff. So it's like just not like I watched like an episode of Ken Burns' Vietnam. Mm. Like just just random stuff here and there. Um, I finally found like four books I've been in the middle of reading that just got like misplaced in the move. So mm-hmm. I'm gonna like finish the one I'm on like most recently, and then move to the next one. Just like start 
start finishing them off. Mm-hmm. Uh, what else is there? Went to a tides. Went to a baseball game last night. That was fun. Went to the kids' cool. kids' first baseball game. We made it to the seventh inning, which is fine because home team was not going to win. Like they they had managed right. to tie it up, but like the other team had gotten two and a half times more hits. Oh, okay. And and like their fielding was just not good. It's like mm-hmm. it's only a matter of time before you guys just lose. So right. kids getting grumpy. Yeah, we're going home. Um, yeah, I mean, really, it's, it's we've also been like trying. So Malcolm's birthday is, is next weekend. I'm sorry, is this weekend? Um, so you know, I got a whole bunch of family coming into town and whatnot, and we're just trying to get ready for that. Um, and I also I, we haven't got a chance to play yet, but I picked up a copy of uh, Ticket to Ride. Oh wow! How's that? Let me know how that one is. I mean, I've heard a lot of like it, like I've read the rules. It's fairly straightforward. Um, and I know a lot of people who are like, yeah, it's a lot of fun. Like it's not like a great mind blowing kind of game, but like yeah, it's it's enjoyable. You know. Yeah, I've heard the same. So I'm looking forward to to giving it a try. All right, folks, if you like what we do, make sure you head on over to thereforegeek.com and check out our blog posts on our podcast. And you can find us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. And you can find this podcast on iTunes, SoundCloud, YouTube, and Stitcher. So once again, I'm Andrew. I'm Dude. And you've been listening to Therefore a